It was like a dream. I was sitting there at the Arena Spectacular and this bright light took me. It was as if Delta Goodrum had laid eyes on me and I was engulfed, overtaken by these lights. It had been three years since that fateful day in Kenya and still the nightmares came. My hunt intensified. It was the light of a train, coming in from the sky, coming straight for me. And I had this word written on the side. I can still read it clearly, even now when I think back. My research had taken me to the ends of the earth. I found myself interviewing all kinds of conspiracy thinkers. The whole bunch. 9-11 truthers, alien abductees, mole men. The Baby Mafia, the Goat Girl Conservatory, the whole bunch. And in each statement, in each testimonial, I found a word, a name. Persembi. The sign on the train said, Persembi. Uh, uh, and how do you spell that? How could it be? They say that in every lie, every delusion, is a grain of truth wanting to get out. Was Pesembi that grain? It was like this thing, this ancient force was trying to manifest itself in the world, break free of the bonds that tie it. The train was heading straight for me. I couldn't possibly get away. But I didn't mind. It's like I wanted it to hit me. And in its lights, I could see him. See who? See him. He didn't have a face. Just a sort of shape. I remember wondering if this was God. And he was reaching out to me. He wanted me to bring him back with me. Bring him into the world. Back to the Delta concert. And he said something to me booming voice filling my body up with his love he spoke to me i see him sorry Uh, how exactly did you speak to him you said he didn't have a face just then the girl froze in some sort of trance her face contorted with a disjointed smile as she stared into nothing i must admit to being somewhat taken aback seeing this encounter firsthand Here she was having an experience, or maybe just a psychotic episode. My brain finally kicked into gear. I stepped forward to examine the patient. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? He's here. I see him. Come to me. Her eyes were unfocused, her arms cold to the touch. I was close now. What was she seeing? Experience. How can you see him? He's talking, can't you hear? What's he saying? Tell me what's he saying? Listen! But the room was silent for me. I wasn't chosen for this message. I sat back down despondent on the cold linoleum floor. I can't hear him. Suddenly her head jerked. She was staring at me, through me. She opened her mouth and drooling spoke in a spooky voice. The all-new Pesembi Kinston Show. 
She fell silent and never spoke again. He had taken her. Those words, those words, they haunt me. Are you ready for some fun? Are you ready for some fun with a capital E for education? Yeah, woo! Because education's not all about books and boring old stodgy teachers. No, boo, hiss! Learning can be fun, yo! Yo! We're the Balladura Educational Youth Theatre Company and we're here to learn you some facts. Facts with a capital E for fun! We've come all the way from Australia to talk to you about Thanksgiving. Learning is fun, yo. Now you probably all know Thanksgiving as the holiday where your family gets together and eats turkey. And watches some football. Am I right, everybody? Am I right? You probably learn all about the funny guys called... The Pilgrims. And how after a long winter, they had a feast brought to them by the Native Americans. But you probably don't know... That it's all a lie. What? Because, well, first of all, they were Calvinists, not Puritans. Does anybody here know what a Calvinist is? You can't tell them that. But, but it's true. Thanksgiving was only formed as a national holiday by Lincoln. We agreed upon the script last week, Derek. No, Marjorie, you decided upon the script and just, like, dictated it to us all. All of us? It's just you and me. Oh my god, I'm not having this discussion. Well, you brought it up. But why don't we have this discussion right now, Marjorie? Why not right now? Because right now we're performing in front of the Year 5 class from Kemp Primary School. <laughs> well, I think the Year 5s from Kemp Primary School could learn a lot from watching what happens. You really want to do this right now? Yes. Okay, kids. Derek the Darrow and I are having a disagreement. Yeah, sometimes when you're having a disagreement you get all... Grumpy and cross. You can say some pretty mean things. Is that a good thing? No. So we at the Balladura Educational Youth Theatre Company have come up with a fun way to have an argument. What fun argument? Whoa! That's right. We workshop it out. Are you ready, Derek? I'm ready. Are you ready, Marjorie? I'm ready. I'm a rock. This rock represents tranquility and tradition, and a script that we've rehearsed. Well, I'm the wind of truth, and I'm eroding the institutional lies that that tradition of, uh, with my truth of what actually happened. Whoosh! Whoosh! Well, I'm a windmill, turning your winds into something more usable and understandable to the Year 5s from Kemp Primary. Well, I'm the electricity that that windmill generates that turns the windmill's crappy scripts into something watchable. Well, I'm the power grid that is the only actual talent here that makes sure that we keep getting booked and not end up like the electricity's other theatre company, which the electricity always talks about but never even seems to put on a show. 
Well, I'm the technician who realizes the power grid is completely faulty and has never been the same since the power grid's boyfriend left it. Scribble? Scribble? Well, I'm the technician's boss who realizes that maybe she would take the technician's suggestions more seriously if he didn't turn up to work every day drunk. Well, I'm the technician's boss's conscience who secretly thinks that the technician is trying to make up for the fact her dead daddy never loved her and that she uh, never truly felt adequate or anything. Well, I'm God and I'm eliminating the technician's boss's consciousness because it's completely wrong. The technician's boss's dad loved her lots. He just had to work in a different city all the time. Uh, Well... Well, well, I'm the scientist who ignores God because of course God would have such an inflated ego to call themselves God. No big surprise there, but here in the real world, us scientists are the ones who get anything done. Well, I'm, uh, the, uh, I'm the person who calls you a fucking cunt. And scene. I think it'll work well. You don't think it's a bit much for the Year 5s from Kent Primary? Well, they say you have to package the educational message in a situation they're used to. What's the status, Tranquility Base? Houston, uh, we have a problem. Please confirm your problem, Tranquility Base. Uh, it's Neil, Houston. He He won't come out of the Lunar Module. Please repeat that, Tranquility Base. Well, you see, he's complaining he didn't get enough beauty sleep and doesn't want to be on camera, and can't we just do it another day? Okay, uh, so, uh, so Hannah, vaginas! Vaginas! Vagina. Vagina? Nature's pocket. Nature's pocket. So, Hannah, what can you tell me, what is the connection between, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte's granddaughter and the clitoris. Other than she probably had one. She definitely had one. She actually did a lot of research on vaginas. Um, She was very sexually active, had a very excellent sex life as far as we know and she but she uh failed to have orgasms a lot of the time and she thought oh maybe there's a correlation between where the vaginal opening is and where the clitoris is so she just like went around and measured a whole bunch of ladies areas and came up with this research that basically said like the average distance between a vaginal opening and a clitoris is about an inch or she said it was about the size of a thumb. Um, and that if you were past that, it was not likely that you were going to ever have an orgasm from sex. And if it was below that, it was you were probably going to be fine. And she, in fact, um, did this research and ended up having two surgeries to have her clitoris moved closer to her vaginal opening. Um, neither of them worked. Other people did have these surgeries and they did have more success than she ever did. But unfortunately she, uh, never had success because basically they just like cut open, cut into her vagina. And cause it goes back quite a long way. They kind of just like moved it a bit, but hers just kind of went dead. Um, but wow. these people 
in the last sort of century, because this was, you know, going back a couple hundred years, they found this research and they were like, oh, she can't have been right. She was just a random measuring prostitutes' vaginas. Yeah, I was um, going to ask you whose who's vaginas she was measuring. And, oh, it was you know. all sorts of loose women, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It was France. There were all sorts of loose women there. <laughs> um, yeah, Fran- France, you know, 1800s. Hey. Can, can, can you do the, can, can, can you do the... Okay. Um, so, yeah, they, they actually looked into this research and, you know, these scientists in the 20th century measured a whole bunch more women's vaginas and they were like, you know what? She was spot on. Like, she nailed it. She got the bell curve right. Like, everything was... Uh, you know, you know what? It, it's quite a, it's quite interesting. I, I had a look into this topic after you suggested it for the uh, podcast. And um, now, uh, Marie, Mar- Marie, I believe is her name. Marie, yeah, Marie. That's a French pr- pronunciation. Uh, is a, it was she was actually a good friend of Freud and um, consulted with him about why she couldn't have an orgasm in the missionary in the missionary position, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was uh, to Marie Bonaparte, which is a great name. Uh, that Freud remarked, uh, according to Wikipedia, that the great question, the great question that has never been answered and which I have not yet been able to answer despite my 30 years of research into the feminine soul is what does a woman want? Which which really isn't what she was asking. She was just (laughs) asking, could I have an orgasm, please? Well, interestingly, after her failed surgery, she got really into Freudianism. Freud, oh. Freudianism. Is that what it's called? She got really... Freudian. She got really into Freud. And, I, um, personally, I prefer Jungianism because it's more fun to say. Jung. Jung. <laughs> anyway, so she got super into Freud and in Freud's beliefs... Um, belief system the woman actually is meant to become passive after like completely passive and is not meant to have orgasms and it's like this total like the women the woman is just there for the man's pleasure and like if she is having orgasms it's all about like her male self coming out it's pretty sexist like a lot of freud's work is that is that that surprising you know it's not but yeah she was like penises I mean, he was totally obsessed with penises. But, um, yeah, so she became really into this philosophy, I guess, when her surgeries failed. And then she was like, I'm not meant to have orgasms. Women aren't meant to have orgasms. It's a bad thing. It's not It's not good. We're meant to be these passive women. Which kind of sucks, because she was, like, super into it in her earlier life. And as she should have been. She, uh, she also was instrumental in trying to help Freud get out of the Nazi Germany, you know. Uh, she paid ransom to the Nazis to save his life. and uh, Yeah, she was, she was pretty he, all right. And uh, persuaded the uh, uh, the Vichy government to let uh, Freud leave Vienna hmm. uh, and on to London, which is great. Uh, unfortunately, our great uh, Mary, she had a... Marie. Marie, Marie had a, a, an interesting life. I mean, she was this... She was a, a, a royalty, but she had lost that kind of that kind of status. But she was incredibly wealthy still. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, in the end, she uh, she died in 1962 of uh, leukemia. Oh, sad. It was sad. And uh, as far as life, as far though. as we know, never had an orgasm through missionary sex. <laughs> no. Uh, knock, knock, Madam Congresswoman. I, I just have the weekly expenditure report for you to sign. Uh, oh, oh, she's not here. It's 
funny. I, I could have sworn she was here a moment ago. I didn't see her past my desk. Oh, I better answer this phone. Don't answer the phone. What, what was that? Don't answer the phone. Who said that? Go away. Con Congresswoman? Go away. C Congresswoman, ma'am, are you okay? Uh, keep talking and I can find you. Listen, you little... Ah, there you are. Oh, what are you doing sitting on the floor of the supply closet? Shh. What? I'm hiding. Y your phone is ringing, ma'am. You wouldn't understand. It's political. Political? Uh, please, could you under could you explain? I, I wanted to work for you, ma'am, so that I could get a better understanding of, like, the political situation. It's the president on the line. Shouldn't we answer it then? No, shh. I'm hiding. See? You wouldn't understand. I, I'm confused. You're the Senate minority leader. The, the president's from your party. I, I think you should answer the phone, ma'am. Shh. That's crazy talk. Look, the Republicans are about to pass that big pipeline bill. The president doesn't want to have to use his veto powers, so he wants us to stall by adding amendment after amendment, going all night until tomorrow morning when this session of Congress closes. Okay, so why aren't we answering and doing what he wants? Because I just had this image, you know, of this afternoon hopping on a plane. Two hours, I'm home. Another hour to bundle up the family, and off we go, down to the lake house. It's crystal water, so pure, you can see the salmon swimming. Serenity. I had this image in my mind an escape from all this mess and noise. I could finally give my family what they've been missing, what I've been missing. Can you see it? The water, nature, the birds are singing, Ben, and my boat is waiting. I, I can see it. I'm sorry. Uh, so you're just gonna sit and wait him out then? Another half an hour and the boat will happen. Not long now. Okay. I, I I do have one question. Who's she? Hi. Shh. You don't need to talk. No, it's okay. I represent the interests of the Kansas Oil Consortium. Ah, okay. Uh, and why exactly are you here? Well, we heard about the Congresswoman's wonderful protest, and we were incredibly moved. And, um, touched by her want for... Serenity. Yes, so we decided she didn't have to do this alone. Okay. Kinsmanship, you see? That's a good word. Thank you. You know what's another good word? Sauerkraut. Hard to spell, though. Sorry, if, if I could interrupt, ma'am, Madam Congresswoman. So, if you're here for kinsmanship... What's that duffel bag full of money doing uh, on your lap? What bag? That bag with your arm on it. Oh, this bag. I've never seen it before in my life. Oh, that bag is mine. Yes, it's hers. It's just a little angry money that I keep lying around in case of emergencies. You keep uh, it in a duffel bag in the supply closet. Well, if I kept it in the safe, any old crook would know where to look for it. Cunning, see? But you know what? I might just take that and put it somewhere safe. I think it's best if I just hold on to it. 
At least until you've gotten through the stress of the sit-in. No, I'll take it. It's no trouble. I'll just take it. It's no trouble. I feel like this is one of those corruption things they talk about. Corruption? (laughs) What's corrupt about two friends sitting in a closet with a bag of money? No, I'm pretty sure this feels corrupt. I I think I'm just going to answer the phone. You know what? I just remembered this is my money. I came in with this bag. Wait, wait. What? That dream is real. I do want to see my family. Be at that little cottage by the lake on the boat. The crystal waters. I just haven't bought it yet. You sicken me, ma'am. Congresswoman O'Malley's office. I wasn't expecting anyone to answer. Mr. President, someone actually answered the phone. Now, which idiot did that? What's your status, Tranquility Base? Okay, Houston, I, I, I got Neil to put his spacesuit on, but I had to promise him some things. Say it again, Tranquility Base? He said he'd only do the Luna mission if he could have a, get a big cake with uh, sprinkles on it and, and chocolate making a smiley face and writing his name in bubblegum and, bubble, uh, and a bubblegum center. But he said he didn't want to have to share the cake with anybody, not even like the president. Uh, you know, with his, he says the president's nose is big and scary. It just scares him. But, but here's the thing, Houston. If he gets a cake, I want one too! So, Hannah, uh, this is uh, this is a bit unusual, having our first guest here. Uh, I know, uh, I exciting times. We should introduce this. This is Lindsay, my wife, Lindsay Pascoe. Okay, say hello. Hi, everyone. And uh, and we're having on. I wanted to, to talk about something. Over the last uh, couple of weeks, we've been trying to buy a puppy. Puppies! Uh, now, it's funny. You'd think buying a puppy would be easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like in Australia... Well, you you find one and you pay money for it, and then it's yours. Yeah, exactly. So in Australia, you you either go to a breeder or you go to a like a pet store and then see the puppy, and it's yours. But you go here, you go into a, or the um rescue shelter or the rescue shelter, which is an honourable thing and uh, something we we seriously considered. However, we wanted to get a puppy, and because of allergies, we wanted to get a breed that we knew would uh, not cause allergies. Wouldn't you say that's right? Yeah, that was our primary goal. Yeah, we were looking at uh, Labradoodles or uh, Multipoos. We, we've finally settled on Multipoos. Multipoos. They're both adorable. Yeah. We, uh, so here's the, uh, the, the interesting thing is, like, in America here, right, you, you'd think it'd be relatively easy. You find someone, you pay the money, you get a puppy, right? It's not. First of all, you go to, like, Petco, right? Petco, the the big... I don't know why I'm still doing an American accent slightly. But, uh, <laughs> Petco, it's a bit weird. Petco's like this big store, big chain. It's like the, the big pet store around town. And, uh, and the funny thing about it is that uh, when you go in there, there's cats, right? Rescue cats. So you had a cat, right? There's, uh, there's fish. Plenty of fish. Lots of different types of fish. There's mice, rats, ferrets. Uh, there's... Toads, uh, snakes, snakes, turtles, turtles, lizards. You know, you get hamsters, and, gerbils, hamsters, gerbils, rabbits. What you can't get is a puppy. Huh. So I was like, oh, huh. 
okay? And then you go to a breeder, but a breeder, like, we're not looking for a breeder dog, you know? We're not looking for, like, a, a one of these, one of the purebred breeds. And frankly, we didn't want to spend, you know, three and a half thousand dollars on a puppy that gets sent to us in the mail. Because that's uh. the other thing. They get sent to you in the mail. Creepy. At your expense. So we go, okay, what are we going to do? So we looked on Craigslist. How'd that work out for us? It felt a little shady, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting. So uh, we we uh, you you look on online and you find these pictures. And Cra- now Craigslist has this rule that you can't actually sell puppies on uh, online, right? Really? No, no. You it's uh, it's against their rules, and uh, so you can only have them for a nominal rehousing fee. Which basically is the same as selling them selling online, them. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we're we're looking, and and multipoots, they get their lovely little dog. Uh, they come in at about three hundred dollars, right? Three hundred dollars. So we think about oh. that. Yeah, you know, we think okay. Well, this here's a puppy that looks interesting. Let's let's go check him out. Send a text message. That's the first thing. So what what's the what's it like sending a text message to a st- complete stranger on Craigslist? It feels a bit odd, uh, a little disconnected. You really have no idea who you're sending this text to, and uh, it's just kind of a mystery. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't know who's uh, who this is, who's on the other end, and uh, and invariably, I mean, here we have uh, people uh, who are interested in uh, selling you a puppy, but obviously it's Craigslist, so who knows on the other on the other end? So they don't want to meet in their house. Fair enough. We could be a serial killer. They could be a serial killer keeping someone in their basement we don't want to get too much we just want the puppy right so uh so you will end up meeting in a neutral space uh, and a neutral space in this case would be somewhere like mcdonald's parking lot or the puppy park or uh the parking lot of uh, a um, target target which uh, is what's the creepiest one uh <laughs> And and so they come along and uh, they 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 bring it in. So and you're sitting there, you're sitting there, and you're 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 the only people sort of sitting in the car park who are not there just to you know go Park in, your car, <laughs> go in and use the facilities. And uh, and they you, you end up with this, uh, you end up with another car pulls up, and you they you're both a bit shady. You're looking at it. Is this the guy? Is this just someone shady? Then you get a text. I'm in the blue truck. Yeah, or the red truck. Yeah, and uh, and and you get out and you you have, go and play with the puppies for a bit. It feels like a drug deal. It feels like a drug deal, and uh, and none of them want to spend all too much time with you either. They're kind of like, hmm, are you going to buy my puppy? Hmm, clock's ticking. They're looking at their watch. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're trying to assess whether this puppy is like a friendly, uh, you know, has it got the right temperament? Is it going to cause allergies for Lindsay because she has bad allergies? Um, Meanwhile, you're all kind of awkwardly standing there, never having formally introduced yourselves to each other. And you have these weird, awkward conversations, you know, like these really awkward conversations, you know, like, uh, and... Uh, like, oh yeah, okay. So, uh, puppies, eh? Yeah, you, you like you, you, you breed... Puppies are cute, aren't they? You, uh, you breed, you breed puppies. Uh, and they're always like, oh yeah, no, no, we we're just starting this out. You know, meanwhile, they're they're really running a puppy mill in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> and you'd never know. <laughs> well, sometimes you do. Like, so there was the one in Target, right? We go, we pull up, and naive. This was early on in the the, the process. We pull up to the car park of uh, of Target, and 
there's a this red and we go okay and there's this apartments right next to target and go we think oh those people they must live in apartments they're pretty swanky oh well we'll go wait in the the lobby of the apartment and send them a text message we're in the lobby no nothing back uh you're gonna come go we'll be there five minutes oh okay they're not in the, the lobby they're in the they'll be in the car park then this big red truck pulls up and uh and in it is this uh, dude. He's maybe what twenty five, twenty six. He's yeah. got he's got a baby in the front seat, and in the back is a crate. And he, there's these little puppies, and he's saying they're uh, multiple puppies. He's saying they're eight weeks old. They look maybe four or five, and they're covered in feces. And uh, one of them is quite visibly sick, and uh, they're all crying and wanting to come out of the crate. And they just they just wanted to 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 go they wanted to escape and and meanwhile we're a little bit shell-shocked we're sitting there going oh my god this is this is horrible They're like you know like what all what, the animals uh, do, people yeah what do we do do we you know do we take the puppies do we run away well, but you know we live in texas so we don't know if the guy has a gun uh, because you know uh they're allowed to have guns here and shoot you in the back it's a, Meanwhile, he's got the engine running to the truck, and we feel like he's going to like careen off at any moment. Yeah, I feel like if we'd caused a fuss, he would have just driven off, and we would have got a puppy for free. <laughs> Did cross my mind. Uh, so anyway, we got out of that situation, but it's, it's, it's difficult. It's a really interesting and difficult thing, because at the other, the other end of the scale, you've got these people who are charging like $3,000 for you to have a designer puppy, and they're telling you you can have whatever whatever feature you want of the puppy but i i feel like they're lying because you know genetics how do they how do they guarantee that you'll get a female puppy with the right length hair and the right color and and the right size uh, and the right temperament they promise you temperament i don't believe that uh, they can do that well if you're super rich these days you can actually uh clone your old dogs in china Wow, yeah, they impressive. send it off. I watched a documentary about it, and uh, it's a thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. You just get some DNA from your old dog, and I mean, you. I mean, again, nature versus nurture. You don't know how much of their temperament was genetic, and how much was just how you looked after it. So, the, I wonder how they deal with. You know, it was like Dolly the sheep. You know, the Ptolemy length of of Dolly the sheep. It, it died early of of cancer because it had a. a a shorter Ptolemyer length, you know, Ptolemyers being the uh, end of DNA yeah. strands. Um, but anyway, so so back to the puppies. Puppies! I, I mean, it's quite fun to go and play with the puppies, but I, I don't know where we're going to go from now because, you know, it just we just feel like kind of like you need to have a shower, you know? You know that feeling of... of but don't you just want to rescue one of these puppies and then it's yours and then you get to play with a puppy every day? day and i would get to play with a puppy because i'm in town for another couple of days well well obviously we wouldn't be able to get the puppy while you're here this is uh, sunday we're recording this and uh you leave before the next weekend <sighs> new orleans new orleans new orleans a place that is like old orleans but new um <laughs> Yeah, so we, we we So basically you're depriving me of puppies. Yes, that was my whole point. To be or not to be. That is the question. Nope. I can't do it. Sorry sorry, Hannah, what? I can't listen to you do the to be or not to be soliloquy again. Oh. 
every week it's the same thing to be or not to be in this somber voice do you just like the sound of your own voice have you ever been to the Globe Theatre? <laughs> you know, with a somber voice. Right, they have this booth at the Globe Theatre, you know, in the museum part, where you can play different famous actors to do, doing a to be a speech. And they're, they're all doing it the same. It's like identical. Lawrence Olivia, to be or not to be. David Tennant, to be or not to be. It's like they all got together and said, you know, this is how you do it. Where's the different take? Where's the wider version? To be or not to be. Or or what if you laughed the whole way through? Like, to be or not to be. I mean, it becomes a little bit like classical ballet, like the opera even, you know. There's no personal inspiration, no personality in it it's just you do the steps and you 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 as the dancer are not important the dance is the important bit you know uh you didn't answer my question why do we keep doing the stupid monologue ah <laughs> yeah i i was just trying to see how many times i could get away with it it's always good for about five minutes oh my god <laughs> look here watch <laughs> To be or not to be? <laughs> that is the question. Whether it's normal in the mind to suffer the things and arrogance of outrageous fortune or, or, or to take arms <laughs> against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them to die <laughs> to sleep. Oh, you're not sleeping anymore, you're dead. And my sleep to say we end Now that uh, Ben is distracted, I have full control of the podcast and I can turn it into whatever I want. For the longest time, I've had this dream where I just wear leggings every day and I cut people's hair. But I'm not a hairdresser. Like, I don't want to learn to be a hairdresser. I just want to cut people's hair and for it to be okay, for it to be terrible. Like, to do a completely shitty job of cutting a person's hair and for them to still pay me or buy me a drink. So basically, I just want to drink a lot and cut people's hair and wear leggings because they're really comfortable and I don't care that they're not pants. They are pants. They're covering my butt and like, yeah, maybe sometimes they're a bit see-through and like you can see my underwear, but you know what? I really don't care because I'm more comfortable than all of y'all with your zips and your buttons. Like, what's that all about? I can eat as much food as I want and still be comfortable. Like my stomach can expand to look like I'm four months pregnant because I've eaten this delicious Argentinian meat feast and I still am comfortable because you know what? Stretchy pants, that's where it's at. Uh, uh, Hannah, what are you doing? Just uh, recording your uh, laughing soliloquy. Oh, okay, good. You were, you were paying attention? Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, different. Yeah, I, I I thought so. Um, uh, okay. I was just I was just wondering if you were still listening. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, you you got to the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a, a couple of minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> What's the status, Tranquility Base? Uh, where? Uh... 
are ready to attempt the walk on the surface, Houston. Glad to have you back on board, Neil. I'm glad to be back, Houston. Sorry about that earlier. Okay, here we go. It's one step for a man. One... I, I don't want to do it. Say again, Tranquility Base. The whole world is watching Tranquility Base. Yes, most of the time, uh, this has been a, this is the after show, I guess. We can have an after show. Ooh. After show. After show. It mm. may not be the short episode that you <laughs> wanted it to be this week, Ben. No. Okay, so, so this is unusual. We're actually in the same room. Yeah, in a bedroom. I'm sitting on a bed. Ben's on the floor. Yeah, we're... we're gorilla uh, podcasting here. Gorilla podcasting. We're... Vagina. Humanities. 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 The Chumans are coming. <laughs> the Chumans. Revenge of the Chumans. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so it's uh, it's been fun. It's been great. It's it's it's. Uh, I think it's time to sign off. Be right. Be cool. Be real. Be vagina. Well, imagine if your name was Vir- Vir- Virgin, you know, Virginia. You know, it's very, very... Like, who names the kid Virginia? You know, it's very close to vagina. It's not that close, it's, really. It, it begins it, with a V. That's as well, close no, as no, it think about it. It Virginia. begins with a, a V and it's got a G in it. And an R in the end. You, you know? could say that your name's Ben and that sounds like butt. No, 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 no. See, like here in, in, in Texas, they sometimes they say to me, they, they'll go... You know, I'll go. Uh, they'll go. Well, no one in what's Texas would say vagina out in public. <laughs> no, no, but they go. They go to me like uh, you know. I give you know. What's your name for the order? And I go mm-hmm. Ben, and they go Ben. Ben. Yeah, they have a thing. It's a vowel shift thing that they don't do between it and e. So they say pen pen for right. pin and pen. Pen pen pen. 
It's a very southern thing. Pan. Pan. It's a it's a very specific southern state. What do they say for pan then? Pan. Pan. They have that vowel. Ah. They've got ah. But the e and e they make the same sound. Yeah, but it's kind of annoying. They're kind of calling me a rubbish bin. Bin. But anyway, well, you like, are a rubbish like, bin. Like it's like naming your, <laughs> like like naming your uh, your your kid uh, uh, Richard, you know? Dick. Dick. We had a grandpa, Dick. Yeah. It was never. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't funny when I was two. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> well, I did not know that when I was two. Yes, we had a grandpa, Dick. He was he was a, actually a really nice guy. Well. I kind of. only have very vague memories of him. The, vague, the vaguest of memories. Through the vaguest of memories, I could see Dick. <laughs> Dick Pasco. <laughs> Dick Pasco. Was he? He was a, Of course, he was a Pasco. Yeah, he was our dad's dad. He was a Pasco. <laughs> you know, because whereas uh, whereas our uh, on our grandfather on our mother's side was that just a Dick? Yeah. The sad family history of my mother's family. Boop. Yes, although... It's complicated. You know, it's, it's real complicated. I'm sure we'll do a show about it one day. I think we should. Maybe we should dedicate the next show about that. To our <laughs> messed up family history. <laughs> well, We've got it's, uncle brothers on one side and psychics and criminals on the other side. And <laughs> a man named Barnabas. 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 Vagina. Again, Virginia. You know, <laughs> Virginia, Virginia, vagina, vagina. You know, vagina. There, there was a, I, I used Enema. to. I used to know like there was a drama teacher who was around, and he he was uh, named Cant, C A N T, mm. right? Uh, and he, I actually, I actually did a play with him. He was a director, Cant. Uh, tricky. Yeah. It's a tricky one there. Uh, he he often had uh, misspellings. I saw mm. at a major international conference where he was speaking and they misspelled his name. Oops, a daisy. Uh, or they just met him. I know a Greg Fallick. Fallick? Yeah, his last name's Fallick. F A L L I C K. If he was a if he was a sex symbol, he'd be a Fallick sex symbol. Well, it turns out if you have a dictionary, Greg, it's slang for penis. <laughs> <laughs> so his name's Penis Penis. Richard. Greg, if you're listening. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen you in a long time. I hope you're well. <laughs> he should have a son, right? And name it called Richard. Richard, yeah, Richard Greg. Richard Greg. <laughs> That's uh, horrible. And and a daughter called Vagina. Greg. Oh my God. No. Virginia. No sorry. one's going to call their daughter Vagina. <laughs> I meant Virginia. That's a, it. Could be awkward. You, well, you, Fanny used to be a name. Fanny. Yeah. Here it's funny. Like they, you know, Fanny Pack. They 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 mean. Yeah, but, but they mean their butt. Yeah, and I. Fanny means vagina I, in our I, country. I, yeah, we just. We, it's such a giggle. You know, because the funny <laughs> There's thing a is, film called Fanny by Gas <laughs> that I used to enjoy. It's a I great film, actually. It's not that great. Well, no, but it's it's famous. It is famous. Gaslighting, that's a thing where men try to convince women they're crazy, but they're not. Uh, are you sure? Have you heard of delusional disorder? Stop trying to gaslight me. <laughs> <I> <laughs> You're don't. gaslighting me. <laughs> uh, I don't exist. I'm just the voice inside your head. When you play this podcast back, which you've never done, I should point out she's never listened to one of these podcasts again. When I'm you busy. Bo- I'm on holiday, yo. <laughs> yo. 
Because let's let's workshop this out. (laughs) (laughs) I am a tree of 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 growing with strength and truth. (laughs) I am the rain falling upon your leaves, burning them with my acid. I am the the nature that no longer can nurture the universe anymore. Just like in Interstellar last night, we saw yeah. Interstellar. It was real long. It was real long. It was 2001, uh, fixed up a bit with a, a an ending that was more for the, the kids, you know, more understandable for the kids. And there was Surprise Matt Damon! Surprise Matt, Matt Damon. Damon! The best kind of Matt Damon. Surprise Matt Damon. Because if, if you know he's going to be there, you're going to be like, oh, it's... Matt Damon's in it. You know, I feel like Ben Affleck got his Todger out and Gone Girl this year. Not that you saw it, you missed it. Not that I've seen no, it. No, no, I, I, I saw the film. film. I, I missed his penis. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. I haven't seen the film, but I've heard there's penis in it. I feel like there could have been surprise Matt Damon penis in this. Well, maybe there was. Maybe you missed it. Like he was just walking on that, huh. that moon with it hanging out. <laughs> flapping in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to see Matt Damon's penis. He got fat. He's really fat and old now. Maybe he's got like a flap covering. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, have you ever seen the guys who have the the big stomach? And I'm sorry if anyone out there has a big stomach who's listening to it. Uh, I'm not. I don't mean any offense, but you know, it covers like, it. Yeah, they, they get the flap and they put the belt on underneath, and so the flap hangs over the belt. Yeah. That's, at that point, when the flap's holding over the belt, maybe go see and get some exercise. There's you know? a term for that when it's with a woman. Yeah. It's called a gunt. A gunt? A gut over cunt. Yeah. It's pretty grim. Pretty grim. The person who told me that deserves to be punched in the face. Yeah, I feel like that was <laughs> Mostly just... Mostly because they're a terrible person. Yeah, I feel like, but that, also I feel that. like that was a, a, you know, a, a form of sexism, really. It was, and they are a terrible human being, and they know who they are, and they're probably not listening. Yes, or maybe they are. Or maybe they are, and I just, if I ever see them again, I will just knee them in the balls. I don't, There's a I lot don't, of people on know, my knee in the balls you know what, list, you know what, to be you honest. Know what, you know what, I don't want to, I think you, you know, if they are listening, they're going to now be ready for that. You know, I, I, yeah, but maybe I'll surprise him with a slap to the face. Oh, you never know what's coming. Yeah, but now you just you. see. See, now you just uh, you, they know they're going to attack I you. I got a lot of tricks up my sleeve. Or maybe I'll just stand at a distance and stare at you quietly. <laughs> well, and maybe when you turn away and turn back, I won't be there. Maybe I'll touch you. Because I don't you. exist. And five hours later, you won't look good in a hat. How does that work? The magic of Hannah. The magic of Matt Damon. Matt Damon! You know, you've got to think about Matt Damon. He, you know... He, he, he's pretty old and fat now. He was old and fat. But in that movie, right, he's there and he's, been, he's supposed to be the one that inspired him. And he, and he obviously flew in the same kind of spaceship that they all flew in, right? And so yeah, how slightly did... Slightly different. Yeah, Because he had like a little base that he was working on. For people who haven't seen the film, we're completely ruining it for you. Sorry. It's yeah. very long and quite good. It, it is quite good. I, I feel like the ending uh, was a little bit unsatisfactory. It was a bit like... It didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. It was a... You know, I... I okay, so there's a moral core to this film. I don't want to go into it too much. If you, you want to see the film, uh, go see it. Please do. Um... It's it's not it's not uh, it didn't look, didn't excite me as much as the possibility of seeing uh, Happy New Year, the a great Bollywood <laughs> film. 
that movie did look good. It is longer than Interstellar, which is a long film, but there's more dancing and crime and Bollywoodness. Think about this. Okay, you got your classic heist movie, right? With a bunch of losers, right? And their heist happens to be they're stealing some diamonds during a dance competition, which they've entered into. But none of them can dance. Brilliant. It, uh, like that, that is the kind of and they sing and they dance and, and there's a fight sequence and, uh, and nothing it doesn't look bad at all it's probably horrible but it doesn't look bad at all yeah and, I quite wanted to see Whiplash yeah, Whiplash looks and interesting and I intend to see it and probably that Rosewater film too that Jon Stewart made yeah, that I might do a double too. feature when I go to New York next week yeah, you know, 